Welcome, and thank you for listening to the New Day Podcast. We are located in South Kansas City, proclaiming the good news of God's grace to our region and abroad. If you'd like more information, please visit our website, newdaykc.org. So this is the second Sunday of Advent, and so last Sunday we looked at John 1. And uh, in the beginning, and those of you that were waiting for it to get up on the website or you told somebody, I've already heard from a few people, there was a technical difficulty and a glitch, and so Bill's going to help me this week, and hopefully he can get that back up. But no matter how hard I tried, and I tried several different ways, it just would not translate into going up onto our website. So, So if you're waiting on that, it should happen sometime this week. This morning, in, uh, in addressing this, in Angels We Have Heard on high, we sing that song, um, one of the most wondrous things that I think about when I think about the Christmas story or the Christmas narrative is actually the interaction with angels and it, the important part, the intersection that angels played in the human history in God becoming flesh. Um, I think all of us have sort of a secret longing to see angels and also a secret fear that we might. Sort of like, oh, I'd really like to see you. No, don't, don't. Not when I'm home alone and the house is creaking. So it's, it's that sort of, we have that sort of view of angels with them being otherworldly. And the reason I wanted to address it this morning is there's, in the New Testament, there's, there's really only three areas there's a there's a couple of references without it but there's three areas in the in the new testament that you actually find where there's angelic activity and you get to hear them you get to know about them and stuff and of course one of them we know is the book of revelation and there's so much that can be learned with what the angels do and say in heaven because that's the heavenly view of it, and then you get to see the travels of Paul in the book of Acts, and there's actually several different instances of interaction of people with angels, and what happens, Paul, when he's imprisoned, has interaction with angels, and uh, I don't know if you've ever needed to get out of jail for free, but boy, an angel just showing up and an opening the door, you know, and uh, and what occurs with that is just incredible, so we see him in that story, and then in this story, in the Christmas, you know, in the, in the whole thing about Jesus being birthed, we get to see angels who are so awestruck by it that they come and actually interact with people here on the earth. And um, when you look at it, this is not a normal passage for a Christmas message. But as I was looking at it, I, I read it in the, in the New King James and the NIV and this is the one that says, great is the mystery of godliness, is how it, it should read in you if you have your New King James Version. And it talks about that he's seen by angels. So it it's, gives a testimony of Christ why we can believe in the very story of Jesus coming in human flesh. And Paul calls it a great mystery. Uh, it's first. I don't know why that didn't print up there. So it's 1 Timothy 3.16. I'm going to read it to you out of the Phillips. And I, I think it just again expresses, I really like the Phillips translation. 
and what it has to say because it reads so directly. Maybe it's just me and my life, my heart, but you guys get to join in with that. So it says this, no one can deny that this religion of ours is a tremendous mystery. Amen? I mean, isn't the story of Jesus, it, it is such a mystery and, and pulls on, on your faith issues of actually believing that God would come as a child. He says, resting as it does on the one, Jesus, who showed himself as a human being and met as such every demand of the Spirit in the sight of angels as well as of men. Angels longed, they were waiting for this occurrence and they were observing and looking at it and going, what? And, and filled with the understanding of who God was. And then the things that came out of them, their declaration to human beings about the event. Then after his restoration to the heaven from which he came, he has been proclaimed among men of different nationalities and believed in all parts of the world. The very idea of God coming as man... <laughs> It upset the apple cart, didn't it, in many ways. It turned religion on its head. It had a declaration of not just people trying to reach up and know God, but God said, oh, I'll do you one better. I'll come down there and I'll show you. I'll reveal. I'll declare it to you. I'll say things. I'm going to teach. And oh, by the way, I'm going to die. For the very sake of coming. Such a statement. It cuts across all other religions in, in the pursuit of man towards God. And God says, no, I'll do you one better, buddy. I'm going to come pursue you. I'm going to come here. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be you. Stunning. Such a story. No wonder angels get involved in it, isn't it? It's, uh, when you look at the whole idea of what they must, you know, I kind of tried to enter this, I go, now I can't think like an angel. Well, sometimes I can't. But can you imagine getting chosen? Or I don't know, did they like get in line? Because we know there's myriads and myriads of them, right? According to the other references to them. Did they get in line and say, choose me, choose me, I want to go. I want to be the one, I want to be there when I, we interrupt those shepherds and scare the daylights out of them. You know, how did they feel? What were they thinking? The awestruck, because you know, when you cross and go over to the book of Revelation and see what angels see and do in heaven, they're observing God and what are they crying out? Holy, holy, holy. And then it's got those weird angels that have eyes all over them. You know, it's just like, it's hard, you know, what does that look like? I don't know, but I know this, wherever they turn, they see God. No matter which direction they're looking in, with eyes all over their being, they're seeing God, and that's what comes out of their mouth. Holy, holy, holy. You know, I want to go, oh, you know. Did they have tears of it? You know, like, I'm kind of just like, I'm only a lieutenant angel, but like, Michael, can I please be one that gets to go down and do that, you know? And I, it's a little silly, but I just wonder, you know, I'm going, 
who are, could none of them hold back? And it was just this army, which that's in one translation actually says that. It actually says the army host of heaven that came down to proclaim Christ's birth. And you go, whoa, this is way bigger. I mean, this is our little puny brains, hard enough to handle that God would come as a man, but then it's attended to by all these angels. It's part of the great witness that actually is designed to do something for us, build our faith. So I want to look at this morning what angels had to say. What was really important? What can we glean in the Christmas story right now for your life of what angels had to say about it? Because they're important, yes? So I want to hear what they have to say. Angels we have heard on high. Let's read the story. Um, This is the one, by the way, I'm I'm not going to do the individual ones. So angels appear to Zacharias to declare the birth of John the Baptist. Okay, They show up to him and they say something to him. Um, They show up to Joseph, whose fiancée got pregnant, but like he didn't know her. Oh, by the way, talking about marriage... We're at Brian and Meredith. It is their anniversary today. Will you wish them a very happy anniversary? We love you, Brian and Shell. Here's what's special. It was Drew that came up to me at the start of service and said, would you make mention that it's my parents' anniversary? He said, yes, Drew, I will. So happy anniversary, you guys. So Joseph has an angel appear to him and talk to him about what's going on to help him along. Mary has an angel come to her and show up and shares what's going to happen with her. I don't know, 15, 16 years old, little girl. Can you imagine that? Have an angel show up and say, ah, you're going to birth the Son of God. You know, what? And I don't know what was in that woman-child, and I don't want to over-venerate her or something, but the things that she responds with, looks at the angel and says, be it unto me according to your word. What? Stunning. This whole story's stunning. Here's the thing that was said to all three of those people, though. You know what the angel first said when it shows up? Don't be afraid. Don't fear. Why? Why that thing? Well, angels are kind of probably trying to scare you, but I think he's, they're saying something bigger there. I think they're addressing our human condition, which is based around fear. Fear of life. Goes against security, goes against say, everything seems fear. From the time we've been around, whether whether it was back in the days of King David having to fight off lions and bears and keep them away, a little you know, young shepherd boy. Everything's designed in life. Life itself is kind of scary, isn't it? Wonder what's gonna happen next. Do not be afraid, the angels say. And then there's this story. So this is the one to a handful of people. 
We know it well, but it's good to hear it again. So I want you to listen intently and listen to what the angels are saying. Now, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. I think the fear that they're addressing is not just the fear of seeing an angel. I think they're addressing the fear that steals from us our humanity. And I think that it also addresses the fear of being created in the image of God. Our divine image-bearing aspect. Knowing immediately fear comes in, knowing how short each one of us falls. That kind of fear, whether you're raising children or grandchildren or whether you're young and whether you're Drew's age and and honoring your parents, the fear of having to look forward into a future, uh, the news reports today, the wonder, the how's it all going to turn out, all all of that just kind of... puts that kind of fear in it. It steals, really, it steals our joy, doesn't it? Steals our trust. Fear that steals our faith. Fear that steals our courage. By the way, courage is never the absence of fear. Courage is something that occurs in spite of fear. Steals our hope. Think of everything the child was born for. Why the angels would say, don't be afraid. God's got an answer. Does something else. Not only here and what the shepherds were taught about God, but what we're taught about God very early on, especially when you look at the Old Covenant. The Old Covenant was based on a fear of God. Deuteronomy, you shall fear the Lord. Now, it's interesting that Jesus would translate that in this temptation in the wilderness. He would speak that back to the enemy, but he would say, you shall love the Lord. You shall worship the Lord. And that. But I think for so long, there's this fear of what God is. How many of you know what what you deserve? No, really. Like, if you got measured today, if we secretly went beyond the bounds of grace and just had ourselves evaluated, like, let's do a test. Let's do a test on who Lloyd is. 
and that measuring stick, uh, I never quite reached six foot two. Six foot one and seven eighths, 15 sixteenths, but never six foot two. If God showed up, how would he measure? What would he say? No wonder angels are going, don't be afraid. Don't fear. It's really that kind of fear it's addressing. Fear of what will happen if God shows up. They're announcing something, aren't they? God's going to come. Don't be afraid. What? To actually rejoice? This is what they had to say. They had this to say. God, that's why that didn't show up in first three. There's something wrong with what it's doing this morning. Here's what I believe they were saying. If they could say it to us today, don't be afraid. God's got a great message for you. Don't be afraid, you guys. This is, this is the most incredible message that is ever going to happen. There's born for you today a Savior. There's born to you today somebody who's only going to measure you from his love. Look at this. Luke 2, verse 10. I bring you good tidings of great joy. And it's going to be to everybody. I give it to you today. You bunch of shepherds. I tell you, God's got good news for you. And it's not just for you. It's for everybody. Bunch of farmers. There's born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who's Christ the Lord. Stop being afraid. There's a Savior. He's going to save you from yourself. And he's going to save you from the mess you've gotten yourself in. And he's going to save you from you measuring you. Is that not stunning? I'm going to come as a big measuring stick. And you will only ever be measured by what I'm going to do for you. What? This is the great tidings. God has good news. He's got a great message. And this will be a sign to you. You're going to find a baby. A whole messy thing. It's not going to make any sense. How can God come in majesty and show up like that? Got to be fed every two hours. Going to cry when it needs something. You know, how did Jesus cry? Did he never cry? Oh, he cried. He was very human. (laughs) Mary, 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 feed me. Yeah, mom, 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 mom. Every mom in here heard that for... All of her life. And you potential mothers-to-be, you're going to hear it a lot. Mom. And dad. Can I have the keys? Dad, you got 20 bucks? Dad. Dad, dad. Dad, can I have a pony? Dad, can we get a pool? 
When can I drive? Are we going hunting? Will you take me fishing tomorrow? Will you skip work to do it? Well, if you're in the Rindles family, yes, of course. Was born for you today a savior, a rescuer. It's just a baby. Don't be afraid. That's the one thing you can see. It's so interesting that he would use such a weak thing to declare such strength. To have you look at a baby and be able to drive your fears away. I don't know, when our babies were born, it was pretty terrifying, especially for Brenda. I mean, I was there, but, you know, it's just, you look at your own children, and yet these angels are going, come look at this baby. It's a sign. And this is a sign. This is what that baby meant. You will never have to make it on your own. You'll never be alone again. I'm sending a child to you that knows exactly what you're like. And I think that this is what that baby was saying. I got your back and I got your future. I got your past, your present, your future, your amen. It's in my hands. And I can do it seemingly in the most weakest thing. And make it the strongest thing that ever happened for humankind. I'll be you. Because I really like this idea in the first place. I'm not disappointed, discouraged, upset, or bewildered that man is such a mess. As a matter of fact, I like the idea of you being you. So I'm going to come as you. I love this next part. And suddenly, how quick is sudden? Sudden is sudden. So you got one angel saying that, and then, boom, light starts shining all over the place, you know. Cue the lights. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. There's three things that we're supposed to get out of this. That we can actually learn. (laughs) Angels we have heard on high. The first one is praise. Christmas time, sing Christmas carols. In your house, at the store, at the... Praise God. That's what the the angels see this thing. And they, they immediately go into high praise. Glory to God in the highest. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. In spite of all the Christmas parties you have to go to. All the, I don't know where you guys are at, but it's just like, you go, and then New Day's doing one. Now this is just family. So you can't hold this against all the other ones that you have to do for work and for all your other social settings. This one's the most important, so you should come tonight. No pressure. None of them have any pressure with them that you do another Christmas event. Rejoice. Just set your heart to rejoicing. We could be lonely. Uh, man, I think back to my, my first Christmas in the, 
you know, in the military, and I was in the nation of Turkey, and that was long before the days of anything other than snail mail. It, it was even expensive just to do a land call uh, to do that. And I remember being, nobody invited you any place, you know. December 24th, walking around, you know, F4s with uploaded nuclear weapons singing, you know, home is where I long to be. Uh, and just that, there, wasn't any, there was no parties. We didn't celebrate. I work Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. You go. So it's here, here's the thing. You got invited to seven parties in December. Rejoice! Now, I'm speak, trying to speak that truth to myself. Because, yes, I understand human nature and it tends to wear us out. And it steals the whole idea of Christmas anyway. Well, let's just change it. We'll put Christmas back into that party. We'll show up and, you know, and you show up in your fine Christmas regalia. I don't wear stuff, but other people do. I'm not going to put on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or anything like that. But I can be happy to be there with people. I can speak the same truth of the Christmas story right into my heart. And then when I'm with others, glory to God in the highest. Glory to God. We get to hang out with each other. We get to do this. You get to share another meal. It somehow puts safety and security into the very message of Christmas itself. I get to be with you and not be afraid of you. Fear not. We get to celebrate this thing together and we get to rejoice in God. How do I do that? Yeah, wake up tomorrow morning. You know, wake up, sing joy to the world to yourself, sing it to God, sing it to yourself. Ask angels to intervene and make your voice sound better. Sing with angels. Angels we have heard on high, singing sweetly. I don't think they were singing sweetly, by the way. That's like, I don't know who wrote those lines. I'm going, that was not sweet. That was like, all the universe, you know. Ten billion stars singing all at one time. I don't think it was sweet. Sweet is like, you know, it's maybe the church choir. But from angels, come on, think through this, you guys. Angels singing? Wouldn't you like to just like get a, a tiny earful of that? What did it sound like? Well, you translate it further. You go look what they were singing in heaven. And it's the sound of many waters. A rushing waterfall. Angels singing. There's two other things in the message. This is what they have to say. This is what angels are saying about the birth of Christ. Peace. Peace be unto you and on the earth. God's peace. No more pursuit. Being able to sit in your most comfortable chair with the people you love the most, drinking the thing you like to drink the most, being and eating the food you like to eat the most. Peace. Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. He came here in a screaming world so that we could have peace. It's, in his, it's who God is. 
of all the things, Brenda and I were talking about raising kids again, you know, that happens throughout your life, but, but how important it is in each of our homes to provide peace. That's because that's how God feels. The message that he wanted angels to tell us was, my people, I sent my son, peace be unto you. He will be your peace. He will be your reckoning with me. And he will be your peace throughout all eternity. My peace, I'm going to give it to you as a gift. You like to open that Christmas gift right now? Have peace restored to your soul? Don't have to anguish to make something happen. And you can trust what God's going to do. Because the second part, the the angels tell us something about God's intent that I think is the most incredible thing of the Christmas narrative. Good will. This is my intent towards you. I love you. Every thought that I have is good towards you. We sang that song this morning. I was going, my gosh, here it goes again. Every time I speak about something, there it is in the music that we sing. And I never, you know, I don't interact throughout the week with the worship people. Angels coming to tell shepherds to tell everybody else. Uh, God's here, and guess what? He intends nothing but goodwill towards you. He's not against you. He's not angry with you. He's not despising you. Doesn't think you're despicable me the fourth. Doesn't think any of those things. Every intent in God's heart towards each one of us, and we need to remind ourselves at Christmas time again to agree with angels. And we see that God, you are good. You are so good to me. You heal my broken heart. You've taken my shortcomings, my sin, and you've cast them into a sea of forgetfulness. They'll never be brought up again. What? That's God's intent? Yep. I will never mark it against you again. Sin will not be imputed towards you. Is that not stunning? All the mess-ups I've done, and I don't know how long your list is, but if Santa checked them, I ain't getting nothing but a lump of coal. Thank God Santa Claus isn't Jesus. This is good will. He will only will Now, this is God's will. This is the creative will that made it all happen in the first place, and it will only be towards you and I goodness. He looks at you from the time you were that little girl in pigtails, swinging on the swing, to right now, a mature, beautiful, lovely woman of God. And the whole intent of your life, God had nothing but good will towards you. That's the Christmas story. No wonder they were singing glory to God in the highest. Who could come up with something like that? Who could make a way but God? 
This isn't a mess we're living in. This is God's good pleasure. The joy of the new covenant and receiving Christ, the Savior, the one that's born now, I get to rejoice. I get to live in this. It's not just Christmas on the 25th of December. It's Christmas every day, even in tragedy. Even when trauma's happening, God's intent never changes. He never wavers. His goodwill is towards us. Angels said it. So you go back to the Testament in, in 1 Timothy. You know, it's such a strange one. <laughs> one version says this, attested to by angels. Another one says, testified by angels. They saw this. And they didn't just see it in heaven. They came and they saw it on earth. On earth. Re-listen to this. Glory to God in the highest and in the heavens peace and goodwill towards men. I'll be okay when we go to heaven, right? Nope, that's not how it reads. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Here, now, us, our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, our great-great-grandchildren. Wait, the Lord's coming back before then. Okay, throw your eschatology out. Whenever it happens, this is the intent. On earth, now, peace and goodwill towards your heart. So how is God going to deal with you now? Same way he did when he came as a baby. Listen to what the angels have to say. Have you heard them? Wherever your life's at right now, your earth, peace, goodwill. Isn't it amazing after Jesus was raised from the dead and he walks through a wall and into that room where those scared disciples were sitting, what he said to them was peace. (laughs) Be at peace. Don't be afraid. Shut your eyes just for a minute, and team, you're going to close us with a song, so why don't you come up? Some of you, I know what you're dealing with right now in your lives, and and both the, the loss that you've had this year, and for some of you, it's been trauma. For some of you, you've been in some incredibly glorious times. For all of us, this is what I know. <laughs> If the angels are here (laughs) and they still exist, they want to come to your earth right now. To every feeling of anxiety you have, every feeling of lack, every feeling of insufficiency, every feeling of, why do I keep doing that? Every feeling of that. And this is what they would say to each one of our hearts, our earth, right now. So hear this. I'm going to speak for an angel this morning. In you, glory to God in the highest. In you, peace from the Spirit of God because of the birth in you peace peace into your earth 
God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. You, right now, that child coming made you an eternal being. Loved of God, right now. Christmas 2017. Loved of God. Taken care of. Ministered to. Attended by angels. Saints. Just just people made perfect, Hebrews describes them. A cloud of witnesses surrounding your life. Goodwill to you, child of God. Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing. Why don't you stand?